Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today we are finishing up week 13 with Avatar, the last airbender, book one, water, episodes 13 and 14, the blue spirit and the fortune teller. And we have arrived at our first episode that Allison had not seen prior to last night. Unfortunately, we're not talking about that one yet, because first we got to talk about the Blue Spirit, because <laughs> uh, it's delightful and super fun. And as um, as my mom mentioned, so it looks like those two just got the week off, right? It's like, yeah, sometimes sometimes Sokka and Katara aren't going to be that in them, that in, in a particular episode. Um, so what did we think of the Blue Spirit? Uh, Noel, I'm going to start with you. Did it live up to your memory of it? It did. Um, I was I was just like, no, this is really, really good. And the reason it's really, really good is that, A, Dave Filoni did a bunch of the storyboarding and directed this episode. So it's got plenty of like good action stuff in it, I think, as the escape from the fortress demonstrates. Um, it also has a lot of good comedy in it with Momo just finding literally everything but water to bring <laughs> to them, um, to our two sick people. Um, but... The reason why it has all these elements in it, plus that really brief, beautiful little scene in the forest with Aang and Zuko, is because the initial episode order for the show was only going to be 13 episodes um, for the season. And they really wanted something really strong to go out on if they weren't going to get an extension. And so this is why Blue Spirit's like really, really good. It's like this was this was going to be a finale if they didn't get extra episodes, basically. Um, and I think it works really well, both as like a finale, but also like as a midpoint sort of episode as well. Um, so I think it's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I just want to know what Allison thought, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one that I had watched before, so I'm right. revisiting. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's great. I feel like there are some really particularly incredible visual moments um the mask itself is really cool the way it appears is really cool um the fight sequences are great and dynamic and compelling and just like really really good um and the momo bit is one of my favorite like stupid we need an excuse to cut away for a minute let's do this thing jokes that also is like genuinely really stressful um I just was extremely concerned for them. <laughs> and I figured eventually, like a monkey typing Hamlet, Momo would have to bring the right thing. But it just, it stayed funny, but was so, it was just so stressful. Um, was Appa also sick or was he just too busy being a bed to help? He was too busy being a bed to help. Okay. Um, but also we get confirmation that Appa is hilarious. So <laughs> yes. I <f> <laughs> yes. Classic Classic Appa. <laughs> also, Allison, I really appreciate the fact that you still have the Blu-ray menu up in the background. Oh yeah, it's yep. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I. To be honest, the reason that it's up is that not long after we finished recording yesterday, I was like, "Hey Tom, we can watch a new Avatar." So we so we watched the Fortune Teller, um, uh, and then I went back and watched the. <laughs> today because um, I was just so excited to get to a new episode and so was he so that is why it's still up okay what did you think about blue spirit um I really liked it I had forgotten about this episode um so How dare yeah. it's even got cool archers it does a mainstay cool archers. yeah yeah um 
It really has, like, I didn't know that thing about the potential season finale element to mm-hmm. it, but it, it that makes sense as soon as you yeah. said that. It really fits with, um, I mean, some things that we're, Noel and I could sip water about, but also just the sort of the trajectory <laughs> for um, for Zuko and for Aang. It's got that bit of reflection that you want um, in this type of a narrative where you have a hero on their path, like, reflecting about... What life could have been, you know. There's some some. It's a, it's a good balance of tones. It's the set pieces, like you guys have already said, are really strong. The fight scenes are great, and it also has the 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 herbalist, the healing lady, who is just delightful and you know has maybe been by herself a bit too long. Um, <laughs> Haven't it, we all? <laughs> something we can relate to. Yeah. These troubled times. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's just really energetic and really uh, compelling. I like that we don't spend all that much time on motivations um, with Zook. We don't need it. And I like that we just kind of, it just kind of presents the action of the episode and goes from there. I also like that um, we they don't waste time with, oh, is it going to be soon enough to get the frogs or is it going to be too late? Like, I like that they let us feel the tension of that as it's happening and then don't milk it after the fact. And, let you know, like, as we're watching and get the frogs again and go back to, to help Katara and Sokka, um, we're still kind of chewing on the reveal of Zuko and that beautiful little scene we get of the two of them, um, in the, in the, in the woods. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. I, um, I was very taken in particular with the ending, like all of the pieces of the final act. It's rare that we see Aang. I don't know. Certainly we've seen him sad. We've seen him grieving. We've seen him confused and angry, but this sort of, not defeated so much as just tired, like tired in his body and his mind and his heart uh, was, it was just very affecting when he was just sort of slowly getting those frogs and then doesn't even bring it up. It just what happened to him. And, and certainly the question that he asks the blue mask, um, I was affected by it i was emotional i'm also incredibly underslept so watching it this time i was like um although i did have a strong reaction the first time too Mm -hmm. definitely well listeners uh let us know in the chat uh keenan and scotty and marcus if you have any thoughts on on this one the last thing i wanted to make sure to mention you we already mentioned the momo stuff which i thought was terrific but i particularly enjoyed the charlie brown-esque like shot to the cut to the point of view with the the (laughs) like katara miming and everything um it was it was very very good (laughs) very much on board with that um let's move then to um Oh, Keenan says, I did not see the Zuka reveal coming at all, and I gasped. <laughs> Scotty says, I love the blue spirit. I thought it was deeply moving, great action and suspense and mystery, and didn't guess it at all. Okay, so um, then... I, I did Marcus, guess this one. Yeah, I need to know where you fell on that, Marcus. Um, okay. The final scene in the forest, my heart, says exactly. Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that, like... Some folks didn't guess it um, because they um, they worked really hard on like figuring out that mask 
um, because initially they were going to do a red mask. Um, and they're just like, that'll just give it away. <laughs> like one of their directors who didn't work on this episode was just like, that'll give it away. We can't do that. And also it looks like Spider-Man. So we can't do that. <laughs> um, so they transitioned to a blue mask to really kind of do like a little bit of a misdirect, but red and blue as sort of these opposites, especially within um, Japanese culture, you have a red Oni and a blue Oni. And that's a really common sort of um, motif about, good, bad, yin-yang type of stuff. Um, so it was a good inversion sort of thing um, to do. And I'm really glad that it generally worked, Of um, that that it worked for everyone. Um, because, yeah, it's just, it's real good. Plus, I don't, I feel like we haven't seen those swords before either um, for Zuko. And the, then those swords become like his thing um going forward uh which is really cool because those those sorts are neat Mm -hmm. (laughs) they just come apart (laughs) marcus says i guessed it but i was less sure than i was of boomy um i thought there was a chance that they wouldn't reveal who was behind the mask at this point and yeah definitely like when you see just a little bit through like the eye hole you can see the scar like, that would have been, like, maybe they would just do that and not do the full reveal. Um, and then about the red and blue thing, Scotty says, I noticed that with uh, with Aang and Sokka and Katara, the siblings are blue and Aang is red. Um, he's got definitely warmer tones. I always connect him more with orange and yellow, but, but yeah, definitely there's a lot of color, um, like, patterns. Uh, no. Um, what is it called? There's a lot of, like, very clear color blocking with the different... Um, the different, like the Water Tribe and the Earth Kingdom and the fi- the Fire Nation and the Air Nomads, and um, because Aang is the only Air Nomad left, he's the guy in yellow and orange, um, and that really helps um, keep your eye on him and draw your attention to it. And certainly the the contrast. It was to the point where, like, when we get in the next uh, episode, when we get the traveler along the side of the road who's in blue, I was like, wait, is is he supposed to be Water Tribe? He's not, right? But he's in blue. I'm very confused. <laughs> well, and I mean, they kind of play a little fast and loose with that. Like, when we go to um, Kyoshi, like, the village elder is in a blue sort of Water Tribe smock. Mm-hmm. But most everyone else is either in the green and the yellows of the Earth Kingdom, or they're sort of, like, in neutral colors. Neutral colors. <laughs> um, not affiliated <laughs> colors. Um, so I think that they kind of, like, weave in and out of that sometimes um not always to the best effect but like the pirate band is like very like all over the place in terms of where they're from Mm -hmm. well um let's move on to the fortune teller right and uh allison what did you think yeah tell us the tell us the first thing that you texted kate and i about this episode (laughs) um Bear platypus, platypus bear. I can't platypus remember which bear. platypus bear. Um, you were you promised me wildlife. It I it was not disappointing, um, and also not the certainly the biggest instance of like ooh new animals, um, but not the only one. There also seemed to be like chicken ducks walking yes. around, which those were really cool, <laughs> and I liked that it was just like no comment. Just here is a chicken that's also a duck. Or something. Am I right that it's a chicken duck? Duck chicken? I think so. I'll have to go and look. Um, the art book has like a whole section about the hybrid animals. <laughs> well, they're cool as hell. Um, 
So I uh, certainly was very excited about the bear platypus, but I really liked this episode. I It reminded me a bit of um, the divide, the division, which is it? The great divide. 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 The great, great divide. divide. Thank you. Um, and that it feels like kind of a little self-contained nugget where they get to kind of explore some themes, um, which is great. Uh, once again, I need a... Kate Kozlik's mom update on Sokka uh, because I thought Sokka really as even though once I sort of figured out where it was going you you just know what the ultimate ending is going to be which is like oh the village didn't get destroyed um so she was right uh, um I, I still really enjoyed watching him argue for science uh, just a just a delight uh and then poor Katara um trying to figure out whether or not she needs to eat a gross papaya <laughs> in the morning. Just really like a really sweet, funny, um, sort of thematically interesting short story, almost kind of like a little parable. I just enjoyed it a lot. Sky says he was so Sokka in this and also right and brave, a lovably infuriating little monster. And I will let you all know that, uh, Oh, Marcus says, this episode reminded me of an old Superman cartoon I had on VHS as a kid where Superman saved people from a volcano. Oh, that's fun. I, I haven't seen that one. So, listeners, let me know if I should go find that one or where I can find it. Um, but I will have you know, Allison, that I was the one saying, Saka Saka, when he was doing his negging thing. Yeah. Like, no, no, not cool. And then later when he's having his, his science moment about, can well, can your science tell you when it's going to rain? And he says, yes. Yes. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. I was like, okay, you're off the shit list. You're good. Yeah. We're good. We're good, Saka. <laughs> Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> uh, Nola, how did this episode live with you as you re- revisited it? My favorite thing about all the Saka stuff is that they're there for like two days, maybe, tops. And the entire town is like, Okay, science and reason guy, we get it. <laughs> and it's like, they've been there for a day and a half, two days tops. And it's just like, they've already established themselves as they have reps. And mm-hmm. I just love that really immediately. Um, in part because, again, I've been watching a lot of community and I forgot how hard they lean in on season three of like, this group is terrible and we need to destroy them. Um, so I'm thinking about like that and just like the, this trio of people just going from town to town and then immediately all these bad things happen because they're here. They're the Jessica Fletchers of, <laughs> of the entire world right now. Uh, no, this episode's just really good. And I like this idea of like a parable, um, concept, but I, I also really like it as a, like a good meditation on like fate and can you escape what it is while still carving out what you want to do um so like it all and as a like a follow-up to the blue spirit i think it actually works really really well like we talked a little bit about how we keep doing these nice pairs and i think that this really extends to blue spirit and the fortune teller because so much of the blue spirit is about fighting against that sort of like industrial push of like could we have been friends and the circumstances permitting maybe yes and so fortune teller for me i think finds a really good way of saying well maybe if you just work hard enough um you can find that kind of a thing there or if you put in the time and that kind of thing or if you just listen to science and reason um you find that so i think i think that these end up working really well together and that really surprised me because like 
I've only ever marathoned the show, really. So doing it at like a two-episode-a-day pace has allowed me to really sit with them. And I'm, I'm just really glad with how that's... How much care is put into that, even if it maybe like on a flow level isn't like maybe not super intentional, but it ends up working really well. I'm a big proponent in general of binge in smaller chunks and sort of see what themes come out. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, frankly, you take many, I wouldn't say any because some things there just is never going to be a connection, right? But there are, you can find lots of unexpected resonances in totally. Um, disparate pieces of art you know you can accidentally watch an episode of the golden girls and then i don't know csi miami not really but how dare you suggest that i've accidentally watched an episode of the golden girls that is always (laughs) a conscious choice on my part (laughs) you can stumble upon and choose to stay with an episode of the golden girls um and something else and find unexpected resonances in it but when it's a series that's certainly serialized, but also episodic, I think these little unexpected pairings tend to bring out um, some really cool, interesting themes, whether they're episodes that run back to back or you are chosen sort of at random, Um, which is something that uh, Alistair Wilkins and I do on debating Dr. Who or have done, I guess we're out of episodes at this point, but Alistair and, and he's done this with Kate and he's done it with Caroline um, or with our friend Caroline Sita. Um, in taking these two stories and pairing them together, all of a sudden you get sort of new meaning for both of them. And I think in revisiting the blue spirit in the order I watched it, that Mm -hmm. certainly happened this time too. Right. I was thinking about how powerful Aang is and how lonely and isolating that must be. And a lot of that came directly out of having watched the fortune teller first. So very cool. Critical thinking is amazing. (laughs) I love it so much. Well, and I'm going to jump off of that very thoughtful, interesting comment and say we haven't talked about Mang and her hair. I love her hair. It's so good. Um, Yeah, no, I I do really like this town um, in general. I think it's really charming. Um, Yeah, no, her hair is just so good. And she's so desperate to find someone with big ears. (laughs) Well, I mean, I also don't get the sense that there are that many visitors that often. So it's just yeah. like, someone who I haven't grown up with. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very real thing to do with, like, who's that new guy? Um, and you just need someone new. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought, um, you know, as I was watching, I was like, that's not terrifying at all to live in the shadow of the... the... Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. The, uh, the shards of dried lava, right, look really cool. But, like, you'd be like, we should move, guys, every single day. You'd, like, look up. You're like, why Why are my, I don't know, name of begonias? I, I don't know which kind of plants need more sun. Why are my impatience not doing well? That's right, because of the shadow. They're not getting the sunlight they need. Because of the magma that almost killed us all, we should probably move. Um, and But the, then you know that this town isn't going to move. So like, I thought it was an interesting and and fun design choice. Like there's a lot of those kinds of little um, nuggets in these episodes where it's just like little choices that really um, pay off with more thought and um, help enrich in as you revisit these episodes or just um, spend some time imagining the world and just kind of 
basking in it a bit. So was I the only one thinking like, oh, that's creepy? Better than d- burning, obviously, but also <laughs> like, oh, yeah, stressful. Yeah, extremely stressful. Um, I have a, a sort of related world building question, but Noel, if you have lava thoughts. No. Here on I, today, the release of the new Netflix series, Floor is Lava. I mean... <laughs> Where the floor I, is lava. We're having we're having to. I have to finish Top Boy, um, but Netflix is pushing that on me real hard right now, and I really <laughs> want to watch it because um, I've spent too much time. Like over the past couple of days, I have watched a lot of the new season of Holy Moly. <laughs> uh, don't. Um, How is then- don't? I I kind of find it kind of charming. It's okay. Um, it needs some honing. If it didn't um, have commercials, it would be much yeah, better. I think so too. Um, and then I have also watched a fair bit of like the new Celebrity Family Feud, um, which is always delightful. Um, they had the RuPaul group on against the Bold Type, which was an interesting choice of uh, pairing wise. Um, but yeah, so now I'm just like I want to watch this stupid show and Ultimate Tag. I forgot we've been watching Ultimate Tag too because. Um, God, this is this is the TV scape that we need to get used to now. <laughs> yep. It's the floor is lava. Um I don't know. Yeah, no. Like I don't think about like I try not to think about people needing to move out of where they're living. Um, because like I kept thinking that about like fucking Star City on Arrow. It's just like, why is anyone still here? <laughs> Sunnydale, right? Why? Yeah. So you can't leave, um, because you can't afford to leave. Um Cabot and- Cove. Yeah. Cabot Cove, right. You should just leave. Like, yeah. sh- it's bad news. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of where I am with that. Allison, what was the point you were going to jump off with? Oh, I, you know, I'm I'm rifling in my head back through all of the, like, big, oh my god, Aang is extremely powerful moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might be wrong, but is this the first time that we see him do something quite that large without going all bluey-eyed first? Because I feel like usually if it's like an emergency and Ang needs a lot of power, he goes into bluey eye mode. Which is there a name for that? Is that a thing? it's the Avatar state? Um, and right now it only happens when it's something that's threatening like his personal safety. Okay. Um, that's the, those have been the instances in which something has happened. Is that he goes into the Avatar state when he's in like mortal peril? Okay. Basically. Um, unless I'm missing something, but I don't think I am right now. No, that's, we don't know what it's called yet, but that's what it's called. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll call it the avatar state, but I'm going to continue to think of it as bluey eyed mode. Um, (laughs) That's fine. uh, I mean, a volcano was rushing right at him, like right at him. So I guess, and I, I think I put together whether it was. Like his um, physical or emotional well-being, because there are a couple of times when he's sort of overcome by grief or fear or something, and he goes bluey eye. I think. Um, I'm sorry, it goes into the Avatar state. Um, okay. I like that glows bluey eye. It's more fun. Bluey. I don't know why I said bluey. Anyway, um, he uh, seems to obviously have this sort of fight or flight esque reaction. Um, 
whether it's him, if I was assuming what it was, it's him or people he loves. Uh, but in this case, I noticed it specifically because it seemed like, oh man, they are totally going to get buried by the volcano if they don't GTFO mm-hmm. RTFN, uh, because it's, it's coming. It's coming. And if you can't stop it, you're toast. I mean, like literally it's going to burn you, you're toast. Um, so I was surprised when he didn't go into, into the avatar state. Um, and instead just used his, his he took my avatar powers. state <laughs> my avatars. <laughs> I like that somehow we're finding like on average one Lucifer joke per episode <laughs> and about half of those are uh, like like mini sick burns yeah um <laughs> Just, just we're not remembering the good times right now i think it's an indication that we made the right decision in temporarily <laughs> switching gears um because i don't think we've made a pro lucifer joke in a minute um so anyway th- that's neither here nor there uh i just find that really i'm very interested in ang's power as it relates to his physical being and emotional being um, and memory. And I'm very intrigued by all of that stuff. So I wanted to see how much of it was like more detail to come and how much I should be piecing together at this stage. It's definitely like more detail to come, but also I think in this instance, really specifically a, it is like a lot of like power from him. Um, But there's also like a large team behind him. Like he's got those earthbenders from the village, helping those two twins, Um, Katara and Sokka are chipping in as well. So I it's the fact that there's teamwork, I think, that makes a difference in terms of, like, his confidence level and that kind of a thing. Um, but that's, again, like, we're building, basically. Mm-hmm. For me, it's actually not that. For me, okay. and I could be misremembering because you know the show better than I do by a lot. Um, I just really like it. <laughs> um, Noel. But um, for me, it's when he, basically when he starts to die, the Avatar State kicks in. And he didn't need it this time, which is remarkable, which is worth, you know, remarking upon, as you say, Allison, because he was able to handle the scope of the demand on him without the Avatar State. Um, This is the biggest display of his strength we've seen so far, I think, Uh, like just the the primal force of the of the magma and everything. The fact that he was able to manage that. The other times we see and again, I could be misremembering, I think with what we've seen so far, the other times we've seen him go into the Avatar state, it has he's also been using bending that he doesn't really know yet. So it's not just yeah. been airbending. It's been when he, like, you're about to die and you need waterbending, Avatar State, right? Because he, he, he can't do that on his own yet. Um, and um, so, so that's so far what we've seen. Um, and it's sort of just this, like, like, like the it's a, a break glass in case of emergencies version of the Roku thing. Only the Roku thing was... Uh, in intentional consensual choice to summon the spirit of in, of Roku into his body for the, to kick some ass, um, and uh, and so yeah, it was like you're expecting him to go into the Avatar state, and then he doesn't, and he's able to use to channel enough force into the with his wind bend, air bending that he can cool the magma. Um, but I, I would imagine if that hadn't worked, and he had started to get hit by magma <laughs> then he would have gone into the avatar state and he would have gotten out of there but the other people probably wouldn't have well then that's lucky because they seem like nice folks 
even yeah. if they do put maybe a little too much trust in their friendly neighborhood fortune teller. Mm. Aunt Wu's never wrong. <laughs> oh man, what like ugh, Sokka walking around talking to people and like the guy with the red shoes, like it's such it was such a mood. Uh, it's just like <laughs> yeah. well, you, ne- you never take them off. So yeah, that's how the work. Oh my god, it's like yeah, I know was it a great. Oh yeah. The thing about the rain, it just. I felt it in my bones. Like I just, and I think it was even more, I mean, certainly funnier, but also even more infuriating because as opposed to when you're talking to somebody who obstinately refuses to even, who just like Mm -hmm. answers a question with a question and doesn't actually want to respond to facts and is just being, you know, kind of an asshole. They're um, usually very defensive and angry. And this guy was just, he was, he's so content and, (laughs) and trusting he just is, he accepts that this is what's happening and he takes a little bit of enjoyment in aggravating the, the teenager, um, as we all do. He doesn't <laughs> love to aggravate a teen. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've, I've seen what the Zoomers were saying about millennials and. I think it's I hilarious. Know. It's very. I, I, I don't want to mess with them. <laughs> I mean. I also know I'm terrible, so I don't really need oh, to be Oh, I'm also terrible. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're right about a lot of things. Um, but they stand upon our shoulders, damn it. <laughs> like, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing on TikTok if I wasn't doing what I was doing on Twitter in 2008. You know? Like, Vine, show man, some respect. Vine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. And of course they wouldn't. And I wouldn't respect them if they did respect us, right? Yeah. That's how this works. That's how yeah. this works. Yeah. Um, well, Keenan, Marcus, and Scotty, if you have any final thoughts on these episodes. Um, or in generational warfare. <laughs> or just in ge- you know. Let us know uh, in the chat. But next week, we're going to be back after after our weekend off. We'll be back with episodes 14, uh, 15 and 16. We're getting close to the end of the season. We've got Bato of the Water Tribe and the Deserter. Oh, uh, <laughs> Scotty says, I, for one, welcome the Gen Z overlords. Yeah. yeah. And Marcus... Uh, um, because being mad at the Youngs is a fool's errand? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I saw someone talking about, um, it was on Twitter, somebody was saying, like, I gave a presentation, and one of them just was like, sure thing, sweater. And immediately, because they, they were wearing a, a sweater, and it just, like, cut him to his soul. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, because the thing is, that was a choice that I made. It wasn't like they made fun of, like, like the color of my hair or how tall I am. I have no, no faith, like nothing I could do about that, but I did choose the sweater. It says something (laughs) about me. Keenan is right. Utterly brutal. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Like teenagers have always been able to do this. Yes. Uh, It's just a matter of which generational, like which generations teenagers have wanted to put the, the energy into it, you know? Um, so but it, yeah. Anyways, oh, and I, I after watching boomers lose their minds, not all, of course. Hashtag not all boomers. Um, about okay, boomer, I refuse to be a millennial who does that. So yeah, bring it on. Oh God, somebody says okay, boomer in the new season of the politician. Of course, of course they do. And most offensively, they say it to Robin Weigert. How dare you? <laughs> Weird. No. Okay. Don't even. And she says, I am barely a boomer. And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure of your age, but you're definitely not a boomer. You're Robin fucking Weigert. 
You are are your own thing. You are Calamity J. You exist exactly as you are. You are no, you belong to no generation. We belong to the Robin Weicker generation. (laughs) I was mad. Oh, Oh God. Marcus says, I spent a little time trying to find that Superman bit. It was an eight minute short. That's public domain uh, from 1942. Uh, That's, and and, uh, that's very cool. So I will, uh, put the, a link to that in the show notes for today. Um, <laughs> Keenan says, I love them all. They're the monsters we deserve. Uh, oh, Gen Z. Lots of love for Gen Z here at the podcast. Um, Allison, <laughs> any predictions uh, for next oh, week's right. episode? We get to do predictions. Oh, God. Do. Hit me with okay. those titles again. What are okay, the next ba- two? Bato of the Water Tribe. Did I say that right? Yes. No? Yes. And then uh, the Deserter. Okay. And Deserter is spelled with two S's, not one. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's one S. <laughs> God, I wish. That'd be great. Um, well, I assume that means that we're finally getting to the North Pole? Is that where they've been going or the South Pole? They were at they've the South Pole. They've been going north. They've yeah. been going north, right. Um, if we're finding another water tribe, I assume that means that we're nearing, we've done enough adventures with animals and are nearing <laughs> the North Pole um, where presumably there will be more animals. I, I expect at least three new animals named or otherwise in the next two episodes. Um, which I guess means, you know, Sokka and Aang are going to do some learning and not Sokka, sorry. Katara and Aang are going to do some learning and Sokka is going to either go be productive somewhere else or get pouty and jealous depending on his mood. He's a teen. Gen Z, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Um, and the deserter, I'm guessing they meet someone who has deserted. Oh. Maybe Ooh. from the Ooh. Fire Nation? Okay. Maybe. That's my that's my prediction. And okay. um, and Appa's toes don't get cleaned because they're too busy and he gets a toe infection. <gasps> that's my other that's, prediction. That's grim. That's I dark. Mean, they're going to be able to help him out. They're ga- they're going to be able to use water bending to irrigate <laughs> with salt water. But then they're going to have to go back to that herbalist, and it's just going to take them forever. Oh, to get they'll find the- a new, they'll find a new herbalist <laughs> who will be similarly baffled. Um, it'll be great. There's one in every town. <laughs> well, we, I look forward to seeing if we have a call dish uh, called it called well next week <laughs> i'm very glad that we can revive that i forgot bit. called well ah, <laughs> that's good that's a good thing that we do that's good i like that <laughs> <laughs> and on that note thank you to keenan marcus and scotty for hanging out with us in the zoom today thank you everyone for listening and happy juneteenth everyone indeed happy juneteenth donate money somewhere if you have any donate money if you have it uh and hopefully next year at this point, we will be celebrating a national holiday. Yay! Oh, also, if you feel like what I want to do today is support some Black-owned businesses and also exercise some self-care, there is a fantastic thread on Twitter that I'm sure would come up if you just searched these words. That's just Black-owned candle companies. And I went, a couple of weeks ago, I went nuts on that Twitter thread. I They're still incoming. I haven't received all of them yet. Um, I'm trying to, I did a bunch of bookmarking because I can't go too crazy because I emotionally, impulsively bought $60 worth of candles like a month ago. Um, so I just I got it. That's all, like, cool. 
It's a lot of candles. It was. It was six candles. That's like um, a Menadiel apartment level of candles. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, positive reference. No, I don't good. think that was a positive reference. Oh, it was hilarious. It was a, that okay. was a good choice by the Lucifer writers. <laughs> um, it definitely looked like a 90s music video for a ballad. Yes, it did. Like a doing it ballad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very like... um. There were nights when the wind was so cold. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> it was, that's where Amenadiel lives, yeah. is in a Celine Dion, Celine Dion video. What were we talking about? Black-owned candle companies. Yes. Go look up the black-owned candle. Co- I'm so sleep-deprived. <laughs> Go look up the black-owned candle companies. Guys. Guys. Okay. Okay. We'll come back next week and well, maybe Allison we, will have some sleep. While we go look that up, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we're going to say goodbye. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.